0: Hello, my name is Reverend Casey Carbone, and you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We are currently worshiping on Sundays at 10am, both on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. We hope that this message provides you with a source of encouragement and allows you to grow more deeply in your faith as we all continue to seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Our reading for today comes to us from the book of Philippians chapter 1, verses 21 to 30. So if you would, let us listen now to God's holy word. For to me, living is Christ, as dying is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me, and I do not know which I prefer. I am hard pressed between the two. If my desire is to depart and be with Christ, For that is far better, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary for you. Since I am convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your progress and joy and faith, so that I may share abundantly in your boasting in Christ Jesus when I come to you again. Only live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent and hear about you, I will know that you are standing firm in one spirit, striving side by side with one another in mind for the faith of the gospel and are in no way intimidated by your opponent's. For them, this is evidence of their destruction, but of your salvation. And this is God's doing, for he has graciously granted you the privilege not only of believing in Christ, but of suffering for him as well. Since you are having the same struggle that you saw I had and now hear that I still have. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks that we are able to hear your word to us this day. As we contemplate what it means to live for one another, to understand the great sacrifice of faith, may your spirit embolden us, encourage us, give us energy, give us vigor in this work you have called us to do. May we be disciples who are faithful Disciples who are hungry and yearning to follow you. We ask this in the name of your Son Jesus Christ. Amen. To be or not to be? That is the question. (laughs) The opening to Prince Hamlet's famous soliloquy could be a stand in for Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. Of course, Paul wasn't in a Shakespearean play. He was in fact in prison at this time, facing some pretty difficult hardships while he was in prison. But if any of you are familiar with Hamlet, you would know that Hamlet also weighs the benefits and consequences, you could say, of death. As Paul ponders a similar question, Is it better to struggle in this present age or join Christ in the heavenly realm? Our life and our faith require sacrifice. They require a certain amount of struggle, a certain amount of hardship. And if you're like Paul or Hamlet, it won't feel fair. And maybe you'll want to throw in the towel. However, that is the meaning of of the sacrifice of faith. It is an ongoing story of struggle. It's an ongoing story of struggle, but it is also an ongoing story of hope. Hope that is waiting to break through with the brilliance of the light of Christ. As we consider this sacrifice of faith, this story of struggle, and hope. Perhaps we can see that it is no more apparent than in the ancient Israelites, their story of wandering in the desert. In one of the other readings that we've heard, the the people are meandering in the desert. They're, they're wandering aimlessly after having fled from their captivity. And it gets to a point where they're wandering around, that they complain to Moses and they complain to Aaron, saying that their lives were better off in Egypt. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy, right? As we wrestle with the choices life throws at us, it's easy to find ourselves in a position where we can think that the only thing we can do is complain. That we can change our vision of the past to make it seem like our present age is worse off okay maybe complaining's too specific or, or maybe that's not fair but I think that we certainly can relate to the struggles that the ancient Israelites were dealing with at the time I'm sure that there are things now that even you are wrestling with whether it be work related or friendships or health you name it The critical thing to note is that in those times, the majority of us have a choice. That the majority of us have a choice with how we deal with those struggles life throws at us. But there are, of course, a disturbing number of people who do not have a choice with how they deal with the struggles of life. There's a disturbing amount of people who don't have a choice. We know of people who confront this reality on a daily basis because we are the ones who deny them dignity. We are the ones who throw these struggles at them solely based on the color of their skin or their identity or how they know themselves as people. We know that there are people who have had the breath of life, the breath of life cut forcibly from them. We know that there are people who are in positions of service and protection who also wrestle with how they can uphold the truth and transparency while weighing concerns for their own lives and continuing to place themselves on the line for others. Too many, too many friends lack the ability to choose. Too many in our communities do not have access to the type of choices that Paul is talking about this morning because their lives are always at risk. So what can we do? What can you, what can I do to sacrifice for the sake of others? That's something that we need to think about this week. That's, that's a reflection question for us, and I want us all to think about that. Whether you're listening to this podcast or watching the sermon or reading it, this is the question I want us to think about. What are the tangible ways that you and I can stand in solidarity and stand in love? Love and solidarity with one another. As we ask ourselves this question, it brings to mind something else. You you know, in case you got lost in the vortex of time, like I have, Japan was supposed to host the 2020 Summer Olympics. And unfortunately, with everything that's going on, the games won't take place till next summer. So I went back, actually, and watched some past recordings of my favorite events. In particular, I've always found fencing to be exhilarating, each fencer strategically planning while on guard to react with lightning-fast reflexes. But there is another event that I've come to appreciate with time, or in time, and that is rowing. It's, it's a group sport that takes coordination and teamwork, yet it's also an event that requires that each individual member of the team make a sacrifice for the whole. There's something given up on behalf of the indi- individual for the faith that the cooperation in each person, of each person, will lead to victory. I think this is one of those sports you could probably spend all day researching if, if you're a, a, a bookworm like myself. But, but it's not too soon after you start doing some digging that you discover the intricacies of rowing. That if an athlete, for example, is trying to stand out by rowing harder, they actually will make the boat move slower. And of course the same is true for the athlete who kicks it back a little bit, tries to relax and let the other people do the work, it will slow down the boat also. It doesn't work if you have people who try to outperform or underperform. We all have to dip our paddle into the water with one another in harmony, in a rhythmic pattern, to make progress in our communities and to make progress in our church. Some have dipped their oars in the water far too often Maybe not because they want to stand out, but it could have been out of a sense of necessity. And some haven't done their fair share of the work and expect others to do it for them. Looking at this example, no matter how you parse it, at the end of the day, a sacrifice from one benefits the whole. Paul knows this. Paul knows us as he tells the church in Philippi to embrace the privilege of believing in Christ and the suffering for Christ as well. To choose to be with Jesus in heaven is the easy way out, a path that doesn't honor the desire God has for our lives. The only way, the only way to bring honor and glory to God is to continue in our present time of suffering. Though suffering for one another in our shared community. No one wants to suffer. No one wants to sacrifice something meaningful to them, right? But that's what Christ asks us to do. Christ asks us to give up something for the bettering of the people Christ came to serve. And don't don't just jump to financial sacrifices. This is more about money, because Jesus is asking us to consider What Christ desires at at the heart, what we offer, not just money, but our entire selves, our love, our skills, our abilities, our feelings. So it could be the way that we lift up our voices, the way that we raise concerns for one another, and the ways that we are willing to let discomfort enter our lives, knowing that many others have had to be uncomfortable much longer than us. I know that we've all given something up. We've all sacrificed something these past six or seven months. Nevertheless, it's in our continued perseverance together and sharing together in the struggles of our neighbors where we truly appreciate the cost of belonging to the body of Christ. To be a citizen in the kingdom of God means living a life that is worthy of the gospel of Christ. That means taking the good news out into the streets for people to hear. It means that we are to go out and be living witnesses. Our prayer is not enough, though prayer certainly appreciated. Our current climate will require people like you and me to be a little more hands-on. A little more of a hands-on presence this season. We need to be people who care about one another, people who share in the burdens of our neighbors, because we know and we believe Christ carried our burdens to the cross. And isn't that good news? And isn't that good enough news to inspire us to do the same for others? Isn't it? It should be. It should be. And it is. Only live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come to see you or am absent and hear about you, I will know that you are standing firm in one spirit, striving side by side with one another. Beautiful words from Paul, and a vision of hope for the future. Friends, how can we change our hearts this season? How can we change our hearts this season to embody the sacrificial love of Christ? If we can answer that, and I think we should also spend time with this question also, if we can answer it, I believe that we would be setting ourselves in the right direction. Let's dig a little deeper. Let's put our oar into the water once again and again in sync with people we haven't been helping. The sacrifice of faith is a disruptive experience. The sacrifice of faith is a disruptive experience. Yet out of that disruption, we find hope we find faith, faith that is fuller than anything we could have imagined when we share it with those we struggled with. So let us share in the struggles that our neighbors have. Share the love that we have with one another, knowing that in making such sacrifices, we are living out the true calling of our faith.